Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My teaching is entitled Mary Magdalene and the Empty Tomb. My text is taken from John 20, verse 1 to 18, and I'm reading from the New International Version, and I read. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to be raised from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this point, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. She told them that he had said these things to her. And I'm going to stop there for now. Apostle Luke let us know in chapter 8 verse 2 how this Mary Magdalene was the woman Jesus had cast out seven devils out of her. She was the same woman who broke her alabaster box of expensive perfume and anointed the head and feet of Jesus to prepare him for this, his burial. And this action caused an upstir 
in the guest house that Jesus was invited for dinner. The Bible went on to say how the disciples of Jesus were indignant and outraged at Jesus because Jesus did not stop the action that Mary performed on him. One of the disciples sees the performance as a waste of time and expands. Time would have been better spent if the perfume was sold and the proceeds were used to, to feed the poor. So the Bible let us know that on the first day, this Mary, same Mary of the week, Mary Magdalene was traveling in the wee hours of the morning to the tomb where Jesus was buried on her own. It didn't sound like Mary had a wink of sleep all night. All the hallmarks of Mary's worry were displayed. Her nervousness, her uneasiness, her sleepless night, her... Uh, apprehension, anxiety, fear, not the kind of fear though for her being alone. That's not the fear she was suffering, um, which is interesting because being alone was not Mary's worry. That was not her worry at all. Mary's worry was because the stone had been removed and she did not know where or what they had done to her Lord the teacher. Verse 11, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she went over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the tail. The two angels seated in white are types of Jehovah Elohim. Jehovah Elohim means God with us. So there were types of Jehovah Elohim. One is Jehovah and the other um, was the power. The other power was, the angel was the power of the Holy Ghost resurrection. It was the Holy Ghost resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. They were seated alongside the body of Jesus and the Bible let us know one were seated at the head and the other were seated at the foot and the angels were at the same spot when the two disciples and Peter entered the tomb. Verse 5, he bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there but did not go in. This level of relationship, child of children of God, display a child of God who is basic and immature, unde undeveloped and embryonic. This level of relationship is green and unripe, juvenile and young, not there as yet, still drinking milk in comprehension and understanding. Then Simon Peter came along behind him. He, he went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there and the headcloth, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. Peter took matters a little bit further than the first disciple. Um, Peter went straight in and he saw all of that, strips of linen lying there. But the Bible didn't recall that Peter took time to stop and study or show any care or feelings or concern as to what was happening into what 
he had seen. He did not investigate, he did not get involved. And as he did not bother himself, so Jehovah Elohim reveals himself as strips of linen, cloth, lying on the ground to Peter. Peter did not get involved, so the angel of the Lord did not get involved either. Peter's relationship describes the contents given in Matthew chapter 13, 13, and I'm going to read it, and Mark 4, 21 to 24, and I read, This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing they, they do not see, though hearing they do not hear or understand, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seen but never perceiving. For these people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. Mark chapter 4 and I'm going to read 21 to 24. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. And whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. And even more, whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. So the Bible, let, Bible said the angels, Jehovah Elohim, were there all along. But they did not reveal or show themselves or make themselves known to the first disciple, to Peter and the other disciple. Not so with Mary. It was a different kettle of fish when Mary enters the tomb. Why? Because Mary's relationship was worlds apart from that of the disciples. Mary Magdalene traveled in the wee hours of the morning to the tomb where Jesus was buried on her own. It didn't sound like Mary had a wink of sleep all night. She displayed all the hallmarks of worry, nervousness, uneasiness, apprehensions, anxiety, and fear. Yes, not the fear, as I said before, for being alone. No, Mary's worry was because the stone had been removed and she did not know where or what they had done with her Lord, the teacher. So the Bible let us know Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And I like the word stood because we don't know how long stood was. The Bible just records stood. So, kalash and kalu and chalash are the Hebrew words for stood. And kalash and, and chalash and kalu means defeated. Defeated as in prostrate, defeated as to overthrow, decay, discomfort, waste, away, weakened, being overcome. 
So all these symptoms summarized the state Mary was in and feeling when she stood outside the tomb crying, not knowing what, what and where they had taken the body of Jesus. Verse 11, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying and as she wept, she went over to look into the tomb. Something happens when a woman cries, child of God. Something happens when a woman goes a searching for what is taken away from her. She's going to fight for it. She's going to war for it, especially if it means a lot to her. So the Bible said she bowed down and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus body had been one at the head and the other at the foot they asked her woman why are you crying they have taken my lord away she said and i don't know where they have put him children of god a woman is very dangerous when what is dear to her is taken from her she has to have it back and she has to find it. If she doesn't find it or get it, she will be like a dog that lost its bone. She will never stop searching until she finds it. She will never stop searching until she can locate it. She will never stop searching for her lost coin. She will sweep the floor. She will turn over the furnitures. She will never stop searching until she finds her lost coin. And if, he, if that lost coin is in hell, she will go to hell and take him out. If it is her lover, she will never stop searching until she finds. If it's her Lord, she will never stop searching until she finds him. Even in hell, she will go there and get him. Verse 14. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Children of God, are you crying? He said, I should ask you this resurrection Sunday. Are you crying? Jesus is asking are you crying? And why are you crying? Why are you crying? Here I am, Jesus said, the resurrected Jesus. Here I am. Mary said, I'm crying because they have taken away my Lord. Children of God, what have they taken away from you? Are you brave enough to tell him this resurrection Sunday? They have taken away my children. They have taken away my home. They have taken away my ministry. They have taken away my job. They have taken away my health. They have taken away my marriage. They have taken away my contract. I am crying because I'm, I'm having unfair treatment at work with my neighbor, my colleague. Why are you crying? And I'm saying if this is your cry... You need to give it to the resurrected Jesus. This resurrection Sunday. 
you need to give it to him. So the Bible said, Mary, thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Didn't I tell your children of God that if you've taken it away, if you're taking him away, if you're taking that which I love away, I will get him. Mary said, tell me where you have take, put him and I will get him. I told her she's out to get him and she will do anything to get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Can you see what I am saying, children of God? Mary's relationship and welfare and care of Jesus was not the same as the disciples. Her loyalty, her allegiance, her trustworthy consistency, her devotion, her faithfulness to Jesus was not the same as the disciples. And as a result, Mary received seen eyes. She received divine revelation. She receives exposure. She received angelic visitation. She received divine encounters and spiritual encounters. She received the resurrection power. She received command. She received a preaching and a teaching assignment. So um, when it is said, oh, she must, you mustn't preach as a, as a female, Mary was the first to be given a preaching and a teaching assignment. Yes, he, she, he, he, she, she was the first to begin seeing eyes and hearing ears. Yes, Mary Magdalene went to disciples with the news. She said, I have seen the Lord. It doesn't matter who you are. Mary is a spirit. It doesn't matter who you are. It's the message that you have been given. She said, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things. That's what matters. Go instead to my brothers, Jesus said. He didn't even say my disciples. He said, go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father. So whoever is saying that as a woman, you mustn't preach or you mustn't take the message or you mustn't. What do you say about this? What do you say about this? He said, go instead to my brothers. He didn't even say to my disciples. He said, go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God, and your God. Wow! This is the resurrection message I have come to give to you. Children of God is neither male nor female, it's neither bond nor free. It's a message that you have been given to take. And I have come this resurrection Sunday to give you the resurrection message, to go into the power of the resurrection and tell it on the mountain, tell it to the hills, tell it under the hills, tell it in the ghetto, tell it to the valleys, 
tell it. Tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. And I'm going to stop here for today. And I'm going to pray, proper God, thank you. That as your children listen to this teaching, they will receive your resurrection power and the quickening to cause a change. I pray you will not reveal strips of linen and clothes to them for their lack of involvement, lack of understanding, lack of cooperation, but resurrected power to cause a change and to make the difference as you reveal yourself to Mary. I pray children of God will go in the power of the resurrection. They will go in the power of quickening and tell children of God that Jesus is risen from the dead and I am ascending to my Father, to my God and your God. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Sandra checking out. And as you, I check out, please remember to share this with your friends because the Bible says faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. So pass it on, share it with your friends, with your family, and God will bless you as you propagate the gospel. God bless you. Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My teaching is part two, entitled, Take Not Your Holy Spirit Away From Me. My text is taken from Psalm 51, and my read is from verse 10 to 11 of the New International Version. And I read, Create in me a pure heart, O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. So in my last teaching, I shared how God presented himself in the form of prophet Nathan to warn King David that he, Papa God, is aware that the king was the culprit who committed adultery with Bathsheba and gets her pregnant and sends order to forward Bathsheba's husband to the forefront of battle to have him killed. I also let children of God to know how verse 11 was one of the most profound requests King David had ever requested Papa God to grant to him. He said, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. And in my last lesson, I gave a little summary on how it works in John 4, verse 24. And for a brief emphasis that 24, verse 24 says, God is spirit and his worshippers must worship him in the spirit and in truth. Must means it is a necessity. It is our duty. It is our obligation. We are obligated to worship our Papa God who has created us. It is a requirement ordained by God. So it is our necessity. It is our duty and our obligation 
and requirements for children of God to contact Papa God. Contact Papa God through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes the contacting easy and makes contacting through us. Why did I include this scripture to you? I am showed I showed you this um, scripture to you so you can see that the Holy Spirit is an organizer. He has arrangement and things in order. He's not a gangster or a braggadocious or he is not a boaster or a braggart. He only does what the Father uh, or he's or, or uh, he's not an alien. He only does what the Father and Jesus tells him to do. And this is what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit in John 16, 13 onwards. Um, Jesus said, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you and I, what is yet to come? He will glorify me. Who is me? Me is Master Jesus himself. Jesus speaking again. Because it is from me, Jesus said, that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And that is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus said, the Spirit will receive from me. Which Spirit is this? The Holy Spirit himself will receive from Jesus and make it known to you and I. So what are the things he will make known to you and I? He will make known his will to us. He will make known that, he are, he, that from the foundation of the earth, he has ordained us um, to know his will. He will, know, he, he will make known his will that he had ordained before the foundation of the earth to us. Things that pertains to life and godliness, spiritually and physically, he will make known to us God's purpose and all that God has in store for us so john sixteen thirteen again he will he the spirit of truth comes when he comes he will guide you in all truth he will not speak on his own he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come so that is the office of the holy spirit he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you and I what is to come. So in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible let us know, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. It was the Holy Spirit that I'm teaching you now about. It was the Holy Ghost that I'm teaching about that was hovering over the waters, performing and bringing into being whatever God speaks. God said, let there be light. And the Spirit of God, the Bible let us know, the Spirit of God responded 
by bringing the light to being, bringing the light to being after the Spirit of God responded by bringing the light to being after the order of Papa God. And Papa God saw the light and declares that it's good. So this is Jesus speaking in John 16 of the Amplified Bible. But I tell you the truth, Jesus says, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. And I like this because Jesus tells his disciples the gory details of the function of the Holy Spirit in his life and ministry. He said it is the Spirit of God by the power of the Holy Ghost that abides in him and makes him to perform signs, wonders and miracles in his ministry. He said to his disciples, if I don't go, you won't get to know him. If I don't go, then your, 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 your ministry will, will be fruitless, will be lifeless. If I don't go, you won't see, his, see him performing in his offices in your, in your ministry. So he, he said it was important for him to go. He said, he said to his disciples, if I don't go, you won't get to know him. He will not come in and help you. He said, when I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you, to be in close fellowship with you. So here the Bible let us know seven offices of the Holy Spirit, that he is a helper, he is a comforter, he is an advocate, he is an intercessor, he is a counselor, he is a strengthener, he is a standby. So today we are going to talk, I'm going to take the first office of the Holy Spirit and come back with the teachings on the other offices next week. So the Bible let us know the Holy Spirit is a helper. Now the helper will not come to you, but if I go, Jesus said, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. So Jesus is letting us know that the Holy Spirit is the one that keeps us in close fellowship with Jesus and God. It is the Holy Spirit. No one else can keep us. We can't keep ourselves or we can't do anything. No good works to keep ourselves. It is the Holy Spirit that keeps us and saves us. So the word helper is the Hebrew word Azer, A-A-E-E-Zer, E-Z-E-R, but it's pronounced Azer, A-Y-Z-E-R, Azer. And Azer means in his office of help or helper. And helper is the same word used of God 66 times in scripture. And these are the benefits that comes out of the office of a helper. The, the, he, he says that, Aza speaks of God's strength, yes, God's power, 
yes, God's protection, God's help, and God being a rescue, a rescuer in his office of a helper. So God uses all these qualities to help us, to sustain us, to fortify us, to keep us, to set up his foundation in us as a helper. Yes, it's God's strength, God's power, God's protection, God's help, God's rescue. Yeah, being a rescuer. You know, the songwriters are rescue the perishing and caring for the dying. It comes out of the office of a helper. So what is the meaning of helper in Greek? The, the helper is paraclete. Yes, paraclete is the meaning of helper. And the, the term paraclete refers to the Holy Spirit. Yes, so paraclete clete, clete in Greek is the Holy Spirit as a helper. So I'm going to show you the operation of the Holy Spirit from start to finish in this event. Um, just a, a small little example of how he operates as a helper. So we're going to take it from Matthew chapter 2 and I'm going to read from verse 13 onwards. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled when the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt, I call my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the magicians, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under. In accordance with the time he had learned from the magicians, then what was said through the prophets Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarite. So, child, children of God, this is the whole Holy Spirit from start to finish in full demonstration. Holy Spirit in full demonstration from start to finish. Giving counsel to Joseph in a dream, telling Joseph what to do with, with mother and baby, 
giving an update of the situation to Joseph, also updating Joseph on the movements of the enemies, telling Joseph where he must take mother and baby and how long he must stay at the place, when he must leave the place, telling Joseph again when he must return with mother and baby and where he must take the baby and his mother to live. So I'm going to finish there, um, here today, but um, um, I just feel led to tell somebody that the enemies that seek you to destroy you, they are now dead. They are now dead. Yes, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I just want to announce to you that the enemy that seek to destroy you or to destroy your family, your ministry and your business, they are now dead. They are now dead, yes, and 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 this is to tell you to take up your 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 your. your I don't know what you need to take up, but you need to take something up, just like how the spirit of God, the angel of God, came back to Joseph to tell him take mom, take baby up, and return, because the enemy that seek to kill him, they are now dead. The spirit of Herod is now dead. And so my little bit to add to this is to tell you, whoever seek, whichever spirit of Herod that is monitoring you and seeking you out to destroy you or to destroy your life or your, your ministry, your vocation, that which God has called you to, it is now dead. They are now dead in the mighty name of Jesus. Papa God, thank you so much. For this, thank you for the Holy Spirit of God. David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thought and see if there be any wicked ways in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Holy Spirit of God, cause a change to everyone who is desiring to receive a change. Change in life, a change in their circumstances. Anyone who is feeling sick and tired and fed up and, 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 and upset and, and, and want to give up, I pray for a touch and I pray for that change today as they listen to the sound of my voice. Oh, something with the child of God who come into contact with the, this teaching. Give something to them, Papa God. Cause a change. Do something new in their lives. Do something to them. Cause a change in their situation. Let your peace sweep over them. Sweep over that soul in the name of Jesus. And let the glory be yours in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you, child of God. And as you listen to this, remember to um, forward it on to your friends, to your family. And... Um, so they, they can hear the word of God. Because the Bible said faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. And as you pass it on, as you forward it on, is you're doing your little bit to propagate the gospel. Remember, it is a commission that we has been given to all of us individually and collectively. That we it is our it's our obligation to to to, to propagate the gospel. So as you're passing on, God will bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Sandra checking out. Until next time, God bless.